All right, guys, here we go. Huge episode of the Nordies podcast. We are in the summer of Star Wars, and we are watching Solo. We're a little split on it, so check that out. Also, we're talking Loki, Dave, and uh, some MCU news. Here we go, Nordies podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Doing awesome. How are you? It's hot. It's hot. It's been really hot. It's been hot. But it's a nice uh, holiday weekend. Hopefully people had time to spend with their families or friends and uh, enjoyed, um, I don't know, what are we calling What are we calling this summer? Summer of Star Wars? <laughs> That's what we're <laughs> no, calling. No, what was like the post-pandemic summer called? The Roaring Twenties? Okay. So, summer of Love? Ooh, I like all of those. Yeah, all that shit applies. That's, that's, for that's sure. how I'm living my life. All right. Um, so here we go. Huge episode. Lots to talk to talk about. Lots to get to. But before we do all of that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks in advance. Tell some folks that you like this and yeah. they should like it too. Thank you. And hopefully by the time everyone is listening to this on tuesday it is raining mm-hmm. in yeah. the twin cities or wherever you are yes. i hope that it's raining yeah it's uh the grass is fried man it's I, just I gave crispy. up yeah. it, I, it, there's no amount of watering that was going to fix it right true true all right guys we are drinking a really fun beer there's only one beer to be drinking on summer break and that is summer break summer from falling break. night let's go i said falling night i meant falling knife that sounds cool what uh what are we having galaxy citra nelson and simcoe pale ale from our um Kind of like under the radar, snuck up on everybody, but everything you have from them is really quality beer, Falling Knife. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm not, I like this, and I like everything I've had for the most part from Falling Knife, except I kind of didn't like that one we all had, Dino or whatever. It's kind of gross. <laughs> like, pretty that much, was fun, though. That was, was like the, the only, that it was provided like, some laughs. It was pretty much the only beer I've had from them that I didn't love. I pretty much have liked everything else. The Pina Colada, yeah, hazy IPA I, kind of thing. Yeah. Everything else has been awesome from them. I don't think that they're the quality yet to be brewery of the year, um, but as like kind of a, a newer one to the scene. I'm not saying that they're brand new, but like a newer one that people are all kind of noticing and talking about. I think that they are having a huge year. I appreciate a lot of their attempts to you know push outside of their normal boundaries. Yeah, and we've criticized other breweries for like just pick on Blackstack for like staying in their lane. Right? right, they found a way to make these awesome like double dry hop, double IPAs, and they were great. But it was a one-note band. And they kept cranking them out. They cranked right. them out like you wouldn't believe. So I appreciate Falling Knife like doing different things. And shouts to Falling Knife, Dan. I met Dan. I was bowling. And a big dude came up and was like, hey, are you Jim for the podcast? Got to meet him. Uh, he's an owner and I think does the media. So Where What's were up, you Dan? bowling at? Uh, is it Elsie's in Northeast? Sure. Yeah. yeah, right by where they found the, dot, the body parts. Dang. So, you know. You were like two weeks late. I, it was like kind of a bonus because I got my kids out looking for them, and it was kind of a fun family game and stuff. That's I'm kidding. Awesome. That would have been <laughs> so cool, guys. If you see a finger, let Dad know right okay, away. Here's, here's, <laughs> yeah. here's my question: two points for a finger, ten points for a appendage. Let's go. What would you do if you found a body? I mean, just report it. I suppose you would report it. Hell what? yeah! What would you do? I don't know. Like you just said, report it, and I kind of was like, oh yeah, well, I probably so. should do that. <laughs> But it well, wasn't. Would, if you found a body part, would you call me? Be like Jimbo, dude. I just I don't know what to do. I just found this body part. Thought I'd call you and ask. I like. I almost think that I would just be like, "Ew, gross," and then I just like keep going. <laughs> Somebody else no. will find it. Yeah. Be like, no snitches. Keep keep it moving. 
didn't see I don't, shit. I don't know. I don't talk to cops. I just know that when you said you'd report it, I kind of was like, oh, yeah. Do you guys remember uh, Kill a Cam, Cameron, the pink guy, all in pink? Yeah. No. Remember oh, yeah. him? He's a rapper from like 97, I, I remember Kill a Cam for sure. I almost thought you were Cam-ron. talking about Kill a Cam from uh, The Challenge. So but do you remember when it was no. like very strict, like, you know, we're, we're hard, we don't talk mm-hmm. to cops, yes. whatever. He was doing like a 60 Minutes interview and they were like, so say you find out that you're, you know, you're living next to the serial killer. Would you then consider tell, you know, notifying the authorities? Absolutely not. No <laughs> snitching. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my god. I think you could bend the rule like a little bit, but yeah, no but snitching. That, so never, Eric would just walk right by. I like that, a man of principles like that. Like very. Even much if it's principled. not, even if it's not what I believe it. If, yeah. Even, listen, you're nobody's reporting a serial killer that lives next door to them because that's not how they're found. Right. That's every true. single neighbor they interview is like nicest guy in the world. Had, had no, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've uh, so Elsie's bowling. We've Elsie's bowling. Bowling. Well, we talked about the beer. Let's move past it. Good All beer. Right. We love it. Time to move on to do we care. We start with Game of Thrones. George Martin said over the weekend that he believes the prequel show House of the Dragon should be coming out as soon as spring. 2022. That's great news. Not surprising. That's no. kind of their wheelhouse. That's their time. Yeah. It does That's make when me like a little nervous it. to hear this from George Martin, though, because now I think it's going to be like 2025, if ever. <laughs> I just read, if I hear it from HBO, I'll believe it. But dude, George, what are you doing? What I think this doing? show is going to be Write awesome. the books. By the way, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. We're going to about to talk about another show that I think is I'm actually more excited about than this prequel. It's actually I don't know what order we're going to get to it, but could, at some point. it could be forcing HBO's hand. Maybe they had it planned for a year later, but because this other show is coming out yeah. this year, they're like, "Well, we got to get our name back in the news cycle." Yeah, so, let's, let's can crank I this can thing I tell you out. the thing I've thought about too many times? Like that just doesn't really matter, but it, for whatever reason, it matters to me, and I think about it a lot. I think will they keep the Game of Thrones theme song? And I hope they do. I don't think they will. I, I don't think they, think they should. Will. I was just playing it in my head as you mm-hmm. introduced Game of Thrones. I'm like, dang, it is a banger. It's such a banger. And like, like, what if they just have that same theme song, but now the map is a different location and it all is different and like, it all, you know, I want them to just keep doing the same thing. So there is a tie, you know, like Marvel kind of starts with the same thing every time. That's mm-hmm. a universe. They yep. have their theme song. They have their their look and stuff, but then it goes into totally different stories. And that's what I'm hoping for here. Do you think that HBO might want to set this show apart from the Game of Thrones, the original Game of Thrones series, and maybe like have their mm-hmm. own spin on it? Just to say, like, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just wondering if playing devil's advocate, if HBO is thinking, well, that ended so poorly like maybe we want to make this its own unique thing yeah. if that makes sense i, I could see it both ways not i, I think they, they will the music. i think they won't use the music i think I they'll think have they a will. new theme song and a new bullshit thing and i'm gonna be pissed i think they'll use the music until it's a banger and then you're like ah it's so much better yeah but like <laughs> i mean i just don't know if there's ever been a more electric start to a show than game of thrones like it would be hard to beat that well especially, i think they know that yeah and and i'm sure they're smart here's the other thing like how much is that going to cost for them to redo it as opposed to paying like some new person to come in and just do some piano chords and maybe yeah. a little mm. graphics. Okay, so here's my thought. Okay. Same song, different instrument. Yeah, I could picture that too. Yeah. So it's you a little it different. Give it like a spicy Mediterranean flair or something. Yeah, it's a little different, but it's the same. Yeah, I mean, I could picture that too. Okay. Let's... But I think we're getting that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's a banger. So huge. That's a banger. So huge. All right. Um, do we care? Of course we care. Of course. Of course. We care. Please come. Please come. 
give us something in the spring. I really want this to happen. If we ever pretend like we don't care, then we need to shut this whole operation down. I, I care. Even if this series sucked and they brought another Game of Thrones ser- series, I'd still be excited. That's how cool Game of Thrones is. You're going to give it two or three pass. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if people were like, what's your favorite show of all time? Like, Game of Thrones comes into my mind every time. It might not be my answer, but like, it comes into my mind because it was so enjoyable. Yeah. And the, the highs were so fucking high. And that's only because so. Outer Banks is only on season two. <laughs> right. So Outer well, Banks is not there yet. Legacy. <laughs> not there yet. All right. Um, let's move on to another similar show. Uh, at least I think that that's their goal is to keep it a similar show. Uh, Wheel of Time. It's coming out later this year, supposedly on Amazon Prime. Um, what, how much do we know about this show and how big of a deal is it going to be? It's based on the Wheel of Time books. Right. That's we know we that. Know. Yeah. Which I, Ryan read a bunch. I read uh, half of one, so I'm an expert. Um, I'm excited, dude. We got Rosamund Pike. We have like a little bit more of a recognizable cast, I think, than like this Lord of the Rings or this Game of Thrones prequels. This is like the holy trifecta of like, and maybe Witcher season two, if you give a shit, but that's, that already like, isn't hanging with the big dogs in my opinion. Correct. Um, I can't wait. I think that if I had to pick what order they're going to be in, I think Lord of the Rings is going to be the best and then Wheel of Time, and then this Game of Thrones prequel. Interesting. And I could be totally wrong, and I'll be happy if even one of them is good. And if two of them are, are good, I'll be psyched. Um, you know, but I'm excited about this one. Based like, based on the books, I feel like Wheel of Time is going to be closer to Shadow and Bone than it is to Game of Thrones. Okay. And they, I don't, they're going to have, a, it's, they get more money in this case. I understand. Yeah. I feel like this. I just mean in terms of like theme and tone, because mm-hmm. this is a lot of young people, right? In the stories, like initially, I mean, they're like young teenagers. Um, so yeah. I don't, I don't get, I don't get the adult, you know, oriented themes like Game of Thrones was. Um, I get a little bit more. It's got kids. It's gonna have kids in it, you know, or like young kind of teen actors i think and that can be difficult so that could be tough yeah well now i don't know what to think all right but i'm excited about it um and it's coming this year which is crazy yeah so. it'll be fun to have something new and exciting and we don't have to have super high expectations for it and we can just enjoy it i probably should start working on lowering those expectations yeah, just... i don't know why i think it's gonna be the best now now you got me all freaked out <laughs> in my own head Sorry. no i'm excited about it i hope it's gonna be awesome it'll i be think fun. that with the production going on it should be really good i I care because any big budget show is exciting, but I just don't know anything about it really. Yeah. It's, you know, it's high fantasy, mm-hmm. witches mm-hmm. and magic mm-hmm. and shit. So it'll be mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Uh, what about Many Saints of Newark? Is that on HBO? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. I Well, the trailer came out. So they dropped a trailer and it looks really awesome. And I, I did watch the Soprano shit back in the day, but it was a time when like my parent, I was living at my parents' house, obviously, because I was like 13. And um, like they didn't always have hbo you know what i mean so i'd miss like a whole season and then i'd like try to get back into it so i don't know if i ever watched the whole thing but it was amazing like really really great television and this looks awesome like the tone looks good it looks gritty it's you know i don't know the michael michael gandolfini maybe ryan and i were trying to remember i think that's so it's james you know R.I.P. James Gandolfini. This is his kid who is going to play a younger version of Tony Soprano in this. And I think it looks cool. We're all going to get to watch it free, you know, or whatever our HBO Max monthly thing divides up into how we use it. But um, we're going to have it. And so I think that we'll probably all watch it, I I assume. I don't know about Eric, if you are into Sopranos or Word. I've never watched a single episode. Okay. I'm guessing you don't have to. I don't think you have to. You don't have to know anything about it. Do you think that Sopranos is real throat slitty? No, it's more like... 
It's a lot of gunshots. Gun yeah, gun just shot. like shoot them in the chest. Why? Sh- why knife them when they just go in? Like it's very like take care of business. It's kind of gritty and like is it like it's not time to a chair and then time to a chair and then tie a car battery to his balls and then shock him. I don't remember that I, or in I mean, any movie. I think you just made that up. It's been a long time. <laughs> that seems like a mafia thing to me. I mean, there may have been okay. like uh, kill his dog and feed it to him. There wow. may have been some like interrogation scenes like that, like yeah. you know where we oh we found this guy, but it was usually just shoot them, like yeah. get the info you need, or he pissed me off, and then they shoot him in the head. Right, and it was pretty graphic. Like, oh, they, it was. They, they, they had the blood it packets. Felt real. Yeah. I guess what it really comes down to is that I am not interested in mafia stuff. Yeah, like at all. I generally. Am not always either. No, none of these movies. You know, like there was all those. Like I think they were in the nineties, like Casino and yeah, yeah. Or like what's the the Godfather movies? You're not into those. No. Or what's the one that like is super famous? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. That's what's the the one that's really famous that has um, any of them. Uh, it's it's this one. It's my cup right now. It's my riding with jewels cup. What is fiction? Yeah. Is that mafia? No. no. Oh, I mean, is. they're kind of like organized a little bit. It's not mafia. It's just like a local or like Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Not into that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really boring. I liked Boardwalk Empire, like it's tight three seasons on HBO back in the day. That was definitely mafia shit. But um, I don't know. I'm excited. We'll watch it. Eric, we'll let you know if there's too many throat slits for you. How about that? Okay, what about this? Fargo, one of your favorite shows of all time? Yeah. Should be ending with season five. Uh, Noah Hawley came out and said he the, the okay. show creator, showrunner, whatever, writer, director, yeah. said he wants it to end with season five. They've gotten worse. I didn't finish this last season, which is crazy. Oof. Crazy to yeah. me. After like the highs of season two, one was very good. Three was, was still awesome. And then kind of downhill. Um, five is probably where it should end. I hope it's awesome. I hope it goes out with a bang. And then we're like, damn, maybe it could make one more. And he doesn't. That's how you want to be leaving him. So yeah. it's it's too bad. Um, but Noah Hawley will go out and make cool other stuff. It's all good. Hopefully. Yeah. And Fargo is still one of the greatest movies of all time. One of my favorites. This so. is true. I don't, I don't, you know, it's like so funny. It's like, why did you ruin my childhood by making, you know, making something else from this IP that I enjoyed? It's like, okay, this horrible Clifford movie's coming out. I'm sure it's going to be really bad, okay? Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. And people are already like, the trailer ruined my childhood. Like, stop. Well, then you're too fucking sensitive. Who cares? Like, dude, go back and read the books if you're still into it. It's not going to change how you think about it. Yeah. So, I... I say make more, but, uh, you know, five, if that's how he feels, let's cap it. It'll be good. It's probably like how Eric felt when Hulk Hogan did the, like, nanny movie. It was probably like, Did oh that my bother God. you? Did that ruin your childhood? Um, I don't even know about this. How about when, he like, did a nanny most movie? of the other guys, like, shot their wives with a shotgun and then <laughs> realized they all had horrible uh, brain damage? How about that? Did that ruin your childhood? Um, for pro wrestling? Yes. Oh, no. I just, I always just equate pro wrestlers with carnies. <laughs> okay. So I just kind of expect the So worst. the behavior off, off, out of the ring is pretty much par for the course. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, good. Um, and you'll never be disappointed. All right, here we go. A couple other show news things. Good Omens is back for season two on Amazon Prime. I'm going to come out and say, I don't care. Uh, I really didn't like season one. I didn't either. I wa- it was one of those shows I watched the whole thing and I didn't like it. So I don't think I'm going to watch season two. So I don't care. The one dude was cool. Like the the evil angel. Yeah. But a lot of the other two. stuff was pretty unredeeming. It was like, pretty boring. Yeah, not a not a awesome show. So I think we don't care. Collectively. I just don't care. It just it was bad. The the angel guy was like pretty unbearable. I don't even know what his name is. The blonde guy. Whatever. Uh yeah. Blech. 
Who cares? He okay. was in Black Panther. He's in the Marvel series. He was the Hobbit. Yeah. Lovecraft Country canceled after one season. Good riddance. Well, I don't know, man. I think it's people. It's controversial a little bit because this was a supposed to be a very big show for them. It. We all watched the first episode and we're like, "Is that one of the best openings? You know, episodes we've ever watched." The show is instantly grabbing the title belt. All these things, and we kept giving them the benefit of the doubt because of how strong it started. But every new episode that came out, I got less and less interested and i haven't really had a show do that before of like oh yes we did well which one we got the night of we got the night of yeah Yeah. there you go (laughs) we got the we got the night of just that's perfect yeah um and so i'm not surprised that this was canceled but the uproar has been crazy um so then misha green comes out and is like the hbo canceled my show you know they're canceling stuff by black people which sucks you know we want everybody to get a good chance I just think this thing just didn't captivate people in the end at all. And I, I don't know how many people made it to watch the actual finale. Like, I think a lot of people had dropped off by then. I thought the show was well acted. It looked Absolutely cool. Absolutely has huge rising stars in it. It was like... Can, we've now seen, sorry, those people, those actors in other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it could just be like a very important thing that happened, but it didn't really get a long life. Like freaks and geeks almost, you know? It just wasn't very... The, like the story was just bad yeah <laughs> i think that's a problem it was just like the source material was just like too hectic yeah well remember when they were being followed by the cop you know yeah and you know we were talking about like the overtones of like racism in this time and like how important it is to know that and like those are the racism is scary real monsters mon- exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff and so um i as advocates of all you know, black filmmakers and people that do like a really good job. Like we love Donald Glover. We love Lakey Stayfield. Like those guys have gone on to do bigger and better things. Not necessarily that the last season of Atlanta was like this groundbreaking television right? in a way, but it's nice to see them move on to other projects. So hopefully that will be the case for a lot of these very, very talented people that were part of that show. And I don't think HBO who did a show like Watchmen is like, ah, they're black people. Let's just cancel their shit. Like, I think the, the show was bad. Like, yeah unequivocally well, bad from from the end of the first episode from episode two to like episode seven which is where i stopped it dropped off by like 33 percent every single yeah. episode like it was just getting so bad and you know, i didn't and understand funny, in the same article i read they were like yep that an hbo didn't continue with watchmen which was like a, a black led show with black themes and i'm like did the, they didn't make another season hbo was begging them to make more and you, they you said no this H- is a one <laughs> season show HBO, something like that doesn't work for me hbo was on their hands and knees i guarantee yeah. saying like please this show was so well received and so well done we'll, we'll do eight seasons if you want yes please and they didn't do it so um it is kind of interesting they did so misha green did tweet out what her plans for season two are going to be you guys this show is going to get so wild they were going to have like a like the country was going to be divided into three parts with like like a black district to top left all the white people on the bottom right and then the middle was going to be a strip of zombies and like there was zombie it was going to be really really crazy and i just i don't know if it could have worked anyways but i'm kind of like almost wish it had happened just to see how crazy it got but you know it's over i'm so glad okay uh moving on uh we have a couple other things first off some bad news bill cosby out of prison yeah the guy the same like the same guy who tried to defend the capital riots and the election steal stuff like a like an attorney had made a sketchy deal that um made it so the state of pennsylvania couldn't keep bill cosby in prison anymore no yeah no no that's not what happened the judge in the trial court unsealed something from a civil suit years ago with that, that he shouldn't lawyer have. okay 
regardless of who was involved, but he unsealed it and allowed testimony in. And basically, from my understanding, is that the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania's hands are tied statutorily that by unsealing that, he automatically made whatever verdict was reached um, or sentencing that was reached like null and void. Yes, because of a deal that he had made in that suit, I believe. Yeah. And so it made it so nothing that they could do to him at that point. That happens in civil suits all the time. Yeah. Like anything that is sealed in this, nobody can talk about ever again. Right. Right. Um, There's been thousands of high profile cases. I mean, you know, not to tarnish like Kobe Bryant's name with the Colorado thing. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to hear from that person ever again. Right. They are Um, like bound and gagged. I don't know if that probably isn't sensitive to say. But but legally. Yes. Okay. Metaphorically. Uh, Yeah. They've signed NDAs up the Yang and oh my God, I did it again. (laughs) And um, they're not allowed to speak on it. So, but this sucks. This is bad news, you know. But the good news is Bill has decided uh, he's going to do like a five-part documentary series <sighs> and uh, wants to return to stand-up comedy. So we get uh, to, we get that just, to look forward just, to. It's I, like my take was, wasn't was necessarily going to be positive, but it was I was going to say it isn't Bill Cosby's fault that he's out. He is he has is guilty of some horrible crimes, but like he didn't make this decision. Like this is a, a problem with the justice system. It's a legal loophole. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, if I'm Bill Cosby, I probably spend the rest of my days quietly trying to make amends and do the right things and say, I can never get rid of the horrible things that I did, but I would like to spend my money and my time trying to help a lot of the, the people, the types of people that I had preyed on in the past. And he could have at least, you know, maybe quietly died with people thinking, you know, at least he attempted some form of redemption. No, he's trying to be a fucking stand-up comedian. <laughs> what? No. This is crazy. This is a this is a travesty actually. I know. Just go away. You're like 80. Just go and die. Just I wanted to like never hear from him and then like in 6 years you just see it up on my like my timeline. Bill Cosby has died, controversial figure, whatever. Jerry Sandusky, like, right. Jerry Sandusky, Bernie Madoff, right? Just go out like you're, them, you're in, bro. You're in the corner. We forgot about you. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, convicted sex offender Jerry Sandusky died in prison today. Like, okay. Yep. Great. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's how I expected it to go down. So I guess, you know, we're going to now cover Bill Cosby and we're going to talk about, oh, he's got a special coming up. Are you going to watch it? Of course not. I don't uh, I don't want to talk about him ever again. Let's not. Yeah. Let's just make the pact. I'm, I'm then, fine but, with that. Yeah. He's out. He's... <laughs> Trying to but his humor, his original humor was so funny. Oh, it wasn't? No. No, it was never. He was he's a just, fucking asshole to Eddie sucks. Murphy, who was actually talented. So he sucks. I say he sucks. He's always sucked. All right, guys, let's move into the MCU here. Uh, we're going to start with the Simpsons, who are doing a Marvel-themed movie short. Yeah, it's called The Good, The Bart, and The Loki. And it's going to star, obviously, you know, many Simpsons characters. And then Tom Hiddleston is going to be in it. Oh, so, really? Yeah, as Loki. So okay. I think it'll be fun. Like, it, 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 again, this is not going to be some thing where we're like, oh, my God, you have to watch the Simpsons 35-minute, you know, Loki movie. Is that but, what you think it'll be? It's like 30-something minutes? Yeah. Pretty short? Um, it may be like a slightly longer than like a Treehouse of Horror episode, you know, kind of one of those the things. The poster looks good. Like, you know, Lisa is Thor and, you know, whatever. All these iconic characters are MCU, you know, replacements. So I think it looks fun. I'll probably end up watching it. Yeah. It's going to be on Disney Plus anyway. It can just so. be one of those like mindless shows you watch. I always enjoyed the ones that Family Guy made about Star Wars. Like those ones were great. If it's even half of that, it should be worth it, right? Those are so unbelievably underrated. I love the Blue Harvest is the first one. Something okay. something dark side 
is the second one, and I don't remember the the title of the third one, but they were great. Yeah, really, really fun. Just great. Um, I'll throw out one of my favorite lines. Okay. Is when they were escaping in the second episode, and they were going through the asteroid field, and Lois, who was playing Leia, was like, are you crazy? You know, we're, we're never going to make it. And he's like, uh, Peter's like, oh, we got four or five of the main characters on the ship. I think we're going to be fine. Or whatever. <laughs> Perfect. Like, yeah, that's how that works. I don't care at all. Yeah, okay. that's fine. Are you guys going to watch it? Yes, yeah, probably. probably. I mean, not like right away, but, but yeah, it's going to happen. I'll throw it on at some point. Don't really care that much. Uh, just the Simpsons have, I think that the Simpsons have been less funny now for longer than they've been funny. Ooh, like, it's a hot take. I just think yeah, that, I can like, see that old Simpsons was really great, but like, like but everything, it's kind even of like old, old Simpsons was horrible. Yeah. Like it got funny in like season three. Correct. And then it was amazing probably for 10 years or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Agreed. Okay. So uh, sticking in the MCU, Steven Dorff has come out saying the MCU movies are trash and he will never be in the MCU. Steven Dorff does absolutely nothing, is a giant piece of shit. The main thing he does is cigarette ads for 10 years. Then he gets one role in True Detective where he's not the main guy. He's playing second fiddle to Mahershala. Kind of nailed it. And then Mahershala Ali goes on to do Blade. And where Steven Dorff left is a pitiful old man yelling at the clouds, ripping MCU, saying Scarlett Johansson is better than this. Her movie looks like a fucking bad video game. It's embarrassing. I would never do a movie like this. You didn't do it because they didn't ask you, Steven. Steven Dorff looks like the only character that I would expect him to play ever is um, main character, edgy main character of a CW show's drunk, abusive dad. Very correct. Yes. That's like the only role I can I was going to go bar townie, like, but that can <laughs> but be the, the same, same guy. guy. Same yeah. guy. Yeah. Same guy. That's the only character I think he can play. But I love how bar townie is even more demeaning <laughs> because you don't even get his backstory or his family. You just assume he's abusive at home. <laughs> like, that's the only role where, like, the only time he's on screen is, like, when he's playing, poorly playing a drunk who, like, hates his... his Edgy jock son. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason. Right. That's perfect. He's typecast. Tell his manager that's what he needs to be looking up. Um, also, so yeah, also let's, let's not story. pretend if Marvel or yeah, Disney slid the check across the table that ScarJo was getting every couple weeks or however they pay them. Yeah. He would say yes in an absolute fucking heartbeat. Well, that's the thing. Even in the thing, he's like, I'm sure she made like whatever, 12 million, but not worth it to be, you know, demeaned in that way. Like, what? Stop. Maybe she likes it. All like, I maybe know. Maybe she fucking loves playing Natasha Romanoff. Like, who not? gives a shit? I saw on Twitter this week that Megan Fox wants to be in the MCU or in DC. And then, and then someone just commented, I'd like to make $15 million too. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I have about the same chance. Yeah. Guess. Like it's yeah. just, it's just like, like obviously. you wouldn't want to be in it. It's just, it's just a guaranteed big payday for you. And you're going to probably leave with people thinking you're a bigger, better, more important actor. Yes. Yeah. And you're, you, you know that you're not going to fuck it up because they're not going to let you. Right. They're going to like rewrite your scenes, direct the hell out of you until you do a passable job. Yeah. And then they'll be like, all right, you're not going to be in the next one. Okay. Uh, sticking with the MCU, the rumors are swirling that Dacre Montgomery is going to be the next Wolverine. Eric, who is Dacre Montgomery? Dacre Montgomery is Billy from Stranger Things. He was okay. also your the, guy, your guy, Billy, the Billy. Red Ranger in the shitty Power Rangers movie. I like that movie, by the way. Um, Dacre Montgomery is perfect 
And watching the prequels, which we'll get to in a few minutes here in our Summer of Star Wars, I have constantly thought to myself, I wish Dacre Montgomery, actually I didn't know that was his name until right now, uh, I wish <laughs> Billy from Stranger Things was Anakin because I think he would actually be perfect yeah. to play Anakin. But I can uh, see that. That's not a thing now. So is he perfect to play Wolverine? No, but but um, it's the kind of thing where like Marvel tells you that someone's going to play a character and then you're like, really? And then you're like, oh wait, they're just always right. Yeah, so, and then you see a trailer, and yeah. they just look fucking flawless, and, and you're like, oh. I guess I really like the idea that, I, didn't. I don't know how old he is, I guess I could look it up, but he is, I like that. 27 playing 17, exactly. probably right yep. now. Yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. He's 26 years old, so yeah, very good. Um I, I think the thing I like about him is that he plays younger than 26. Like, everyone pl- plays a little younger than themselves. And I think that means that they're going to go young with their X-Men cast. And I like that. I think that, by the way, I don't want to, like, shit all over this story, but this is mostly him and his camp trying to get this role. Yeah, this no, did I'm, not come from Marvel. Oh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think this is him, like, I think they've done screen tests, probably out of his own pocket, just for the chance to get this MCU role like everybody wants. And that's a huge one. Um, I think he looks cool. I think in Stranger Things, he did a good job of like being edgy, knowing when to be charming. He could also be charming. Um, he needs to get some workouts in. He's a little soft. He's a little softer I than you might think. I think he's making a mistake. I think he's actually picking the wrong character. Who should he be? He should be Gambit. Oh, I can see that for sure. I think that's even better. The fact that you it's think great. we're even getting Gambit at this point. If we don't get Gambit, then literally cancel the MCU. We need Gambit. Well, we need Gambit. But it maybe, just might not happen immediately. How many times have we heard Gambit's coming and it never happened? <laughs> it never. Gambit's remember Gambit's uh, Channing Tatum Channing solo Tatum, movie. Yeah. Wow. That what never happened, happened. What happened to Channing Tatum? Just in general. Just period. Like, where's his Netflix show? I don't know what the hell he's doing. Well, they didn't do Why magic. Is John Cena getting more roles than than an actual actor. Did he did he point? take his spot? I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, I don't know. A little weird, but uh I'm, I don't know. So I'm we a Daker fan. It's Daker. Daker. Yeah, I saw I just had to look it up. I okay. looked up an article that was how do you pronounce it? And they said it's just like Acre. Daker but Acre. Okay, Daker. Uh good luck, man. I hope you get it. I know you want in. And if not him, maybe Gambit maybe uh jubilee i don't know it depends <laughs> they might do some gender swapping the other way good luck uh i think he'd be good i'm very excited at some point before they actually start announcing casting we need to take 15 minutes on this podcast and dreamcast mm. the entire thing right can i just pick daker for like four old <laughs> you can use him as a flex how about that i'm gonna be like i mean millie bobby brown should probably be jubilee right Oh, that would make sense. That would is make Jubilee sense. generally an Asian American woman, though? I don't remember. Or is that the sparkly one? I don't. No, that is. No, a, that's, that's Jubilee. Her. Okay, so she probably wouldn't be. I thought she was just like a nerd. I thought she just had like a bob haircut. No, she was supposed to be Asian, and you couldn't even. I know they didn't really go. They didn't. It. They didn't do a good. And that job was of that was as good as Asian representation got at the time. I think was that's like she has a, dark hair. Can't you tell? Uh, yeah, not good enough. No, it's not good. So yeah, I think that that we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, I think that's gonna be about the age they're going for, which would just be great. I think that would be so awesome. Have like really talented, you know, eighteen to twenty-seven year olds kind of coming up as as the mutant. I would I th- love it. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a like a ten character uh, X Men fill in the blank. Yep. But and I'm going to give you fifteen names. Okay. Maybe maybe more than that, and then you get to pick from that list to put them in. But then you get like two wild cards where you get to pick your own actor or actress and okay. I'll, I'll make it i'll make it like legit like I, I won't just pick like random people like it'll be people that should be potentially playing those roles okay and we'll see if you guys can fill it in i like that and i'll let you know if you're wrong yeah 
Go for it. I love it. That'd be fun. Guys, it's time to move on to Hot Rex. And the only place to start is with the current title belt holder, Loki. Loki. Loki coming off of a really brutal episode three. Blah. Like, like so boring, I was like on my phone. I was completely forgettable. I was like wide awake when I started and I was actually falling asleep. That when, was bad. When I watched episode three, it was so bad that in the final scene, I looked up and then the screen cut to the credits and I thought, what happened? <laughs> and you didn't even go back to... And then I was like, maybe I should rewind it. And, and then, then you like, did and you realized nothing happened. No, I, like, I, I, I was so bored that I was like, maybe I should rewind it. And then I was like, I'm not even going to do that. I just will watch next. Yeah. That's how bad it was. And I'm glad that we did. I'm glad we didn't give up after one bad episode because episode we're back. four was great. Great. Arguably its best episode. I really enjoyed this one. I thought they crushed it. Um, the show felt more important. Um, they answered some questions. Pieces started to really move on the board. And now they have the thing where like the internet is asking questions um, just about like who is doing this? Who created this? Who could it be? You know, like a lot of that stuff. And I think that for for Disney Plus, the best thing that they can do is have people sit around and theorize about what's going to happen. And like, I think that means they're winning with these shows that people care enough to hope that new characters show up, to hope that their theories come right. And people are sitting around talking about these shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, think I still think episode one was better because it was really, really funny. Yeah. So I think episode one, four, two, three. And that's where we're at. I would agree. I think that's why, you know, Game of Thrones and Mr. Robot and some of those, like, all you have to do is, like, cut some things off, right? And then kind of let the speculation take hold. And then it snowballs from there. And I think with the popularity of a character like Loki and an actor who's nailing the role and all of these different potential theories and forks in the road, especially, like, literally time Mm -hmm. uh, variants and and changing the course of events and stuff like that, I think it's, it's... a great mix and season four or sorry episode four came back to like that root um thing instead of spending an entire episode on a nexus event yeah 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 um i love it i I don't think we're gonna go spoilers on this but it certainly left it in a really interesting place there was a a short post credit which was really Mm -hmm. important really important so that one was cool uh can't wait for next week i think they set it up i'm more excited for next week than i have been even since i guess after the first week so i'm I'm not i'm not speaking toward to this i'm just saying in general in the mcu right now as we know that the multiverse and the um quantum realm have been and will be and are becoming big parts of the story Mm um it allows for a lot of freedom in what they can do um, with people traveling through time, coming back from the dead, having multiple versions of themselves, going and, you know, doing like changing the past, changing different, you know, getting new powers sometimes. All of this stuff can happen because of it. And it's the most dangerous thing that can happen to storytelling. And like so many times, television especially has been ruined by this kind of like, there are no rules anymore. And so, so nothing matters. So why are you still watching? So Marvel is towing a difficult line, but they're doing it with such grace and so well, where I am believing that all these things are possible and they are just so organized that they're able to like keep me asking questions, but organized about what I need to know and, you know, thinking that things still have meaning. And I think that that has been just masterful and the pressure is on for them as they've just kind of gotten rid of rules for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to see where they go next. Yeah, they definitely are good with the carrot, right? Mm-hmm. In yeah. leading you along with it, and it, it, they've perfected it at this point. I agree. It's the it's the the premiere show. 
We only have two weeks left. Which is sad, but you know what will happen next? A new show. Yeah. They'll just keep giving it's you new ones it, forever. It goes. They're like $15 a month. I don't know. How much is it? It's less. 11 it's 12 if you get the ESPN, Hulu, Disney yeah, so Plus it's like package. like 10 bucks, 12 with the package, and we'll just give you a new Star Wars or Disney show, you know, 45 weeks out of the year. Yeah. Are you guys excited for that Dale. Star Wars Visions? Like the, the Is anime? it a cartoon? It's, yes. And no. I don't know if it's necessarily even <laughs> canon. No, I think it's like one-off stuff. I'm gonna watch it. I'm ex- I mean, I'm not excited, excited because I I really care about the things that impact the universe. At this point, I'm very, I'm like their perfect customer. Um, but this looks fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, I'm, and that comes out I think right the week after uh, Loki is gonna end. So they're trying with something. We might have like a month and a half of not exciting, and I don't know what's after that. I can't remember. What's I next struggle one. with cartoons just in general. I right. really do. I I don't. I, like, I just have a hard time getting excited about anything that's a cartoon. Um, Did you watch Invincible yet? I watched one episode. And you watched the whole episode? I don't know. Maybe See, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I think you'd know you if did, you had. You, de- you definitely did. You should watch the whole, at least you, you, one You'd know episode. if you finished it. If I get to the end, I'll be like, oh, I got to keep going? Yes. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I should. I honestly might have quit at half an hour as well, and I'm glad I didn't. So, okay. anyways. All right, another episode, or another show um, that was coming off of what I thought was a pretty bad week. Did you guys both watch week three of Dave? I liked week three of Dave a up, lot sorry. better. Um, the I first did. episode was just so bad. I think that they tried something and it didn't work. And then two was better and three was okay. And it's been less than impressive though. Like I'm, I liked four the best by quite a bit. Okay. I actually thought it was the best episode yet, but it still is moving along pretty slowly. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I like the characters. I'm invested in the characters, and it's so fucking wacky. I mean, yeah, like all of the Cream of Dual Jabbar stuff was just so wild. I honestly. This is bad. I didn't even watch it, and I forgot that it existed for like. It's a whole seven episode days. about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, and it's pretty wild. All right. Um, I don't know. I guess. I guess this conversation here is telling you guys everything you need to know about what we think about Dave currently. I know, which is kind of sad because Let we were down. real pumped about this. I am going to stick with it. I'm going to watch it every week. I hope that other people will too. But it has yet to find the magic of season one. Agree. All right. Um, something that had lost the magic, but seems like it has it back. Rick and Morty. Yeah, I only watched the first episode. I think they've released three now. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to get Adult Swim. I'm working on that. Oh, really? But the first one's free to watch anywhere. It's on YouTube even. Okay. Um, and it was it was like season three vibes. Really? Like if you remember the opening to season three. I don't. In the Shonies. Okay. After Rick had been captured or All whatever. Right. But um, like... Like, where you go into the episode and you're like, this feels normal again. I'm going to blame a lot of season four's foils on pandemic. You know, uh, they were in the middle of, like, the contract renegotiations and then COVID hit and then they announced it. And then, like, they're all writing from, like, home and everyone's doing their voices from their home studios. And I think... Let's go with that and just hope it is back because I was a huge fan as you were you know of the first 3 seasons and then I just stopped watching halfway through 4 because it just like wasn't hitting for me so four I've heard great. from from Adam Burtness as well he said the first 3 have been bangers and it's back and so now I'm getting this twice the feedback loop is hitting me I'm going to watch it I think you have to yeah yeah, yeah. if you like seasons 2 and 3 you'll it's back okay that's good news again Eric doesn't like cartoons so he's not going to watch he it he doesn't care all right hot wreck uh, better late than never I am going back on Hulu and I'm rewatching In Order um, because I feel like it's a show that I really watched out of order. Not that it really matters, um, but I'm rewatching Workaholic. Okay. Let me tell you, Workaholics is really bingeable. 
if you have stuff going on and you want to watch something and you don't really want to pay that much attention, Workaholics is for you. And you're it's, out. You don't have any more alone to watch because you're yeah, caught up. Yeah. That's. I mean, I have to have like at this point in my life, I have to have like different types of television. Like this is premiere. I have to watch it. This is for the podcast. I need to pay attention. This is something I'm really excited about. And then I need to have just like kind of like just trash shit television to watch. Okay. And so I like to like just have something kind of funny that I could just rattle off. That's kind of bad. And that's workaholics. And let me tell you, I the first two seasons are so funny. I'm sure people are rolling their eyes or other people are like nodding their head like, yeah, old workaholics is so good. They are so good. It is better than Always Sunny. That's, that's a bold a, statement. That's a bold though. take right there. But it's better. Um, I can't. Mm. I'm actually excited for their movie to come out on, I think, Peacock, is it? Probably. Or is it all, CBS All Access or whatever? Is that what it's still called? Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. It's not yeah. just Hulu, though? Okay. Because they have like the FX connection and stuff, so I don't know. I don't know. They're making it or for that was on Comedy Central, not FX, yeah, so who they, knows? They're making it for one of those. I don't okay. know. Paramount Plus is probably what it's on. Um, and they did that movie about the hotel and stuff. I don't know. I mean, their humor is pretty immature, but like there are some classic episodes. And there was an episode the other day where they were killing rats in their house for like two straight minutes. And they were like grabbing real rats, but then they would like have an obviously fake rat and they were crushing them stepping on them throwing them into walls and i was like rolling laughing like i thought it was the funniest thing i've seen in some time so there you go that's my better late than never it's workaholics go back check it out i love it i i've watched a lot of it and i have thought it was so funny it's stoner humor it's dirty you know it's i think there was a time in most guys life where they lived with other dudes yeah and I think, and you know, some of the best friendships at the time were like people, you maybe don't even talk to those people anymore. <laughs> I think in some cases, you know, just knowing each other, we do. But, um, but man, I mean, I just wonder if, is it still going to be funny now that I'm like 35 and have a family? There's some big misses. Okay. There's is some stuff that's like they misses. thought was probably so funny. I'm like, that's just them being such assholes. Like, you know, that's sort of what I would worry about a little bit. For sure. But, but like the beginning of it is just so perfect. And then the next couple seasons are kind of like so funny, terrible. Okay. Yeah. Terrible. So funny. So funny. Terrible. You know, like they're pretty hit and miss after a while. So Because if you do go back and watch early it's always sunny oh my god uh, you're like these are horrible people and it's not that funny the first and then it gets really like, funny the gang again. is racist or something yeah it's the first episode and they like say the n-word and stuff i was like whoa i know it's that really was actually wild. what my rewatch was gonna be always sunny okay and i got like a couple episodes in and i was like i'm just not really enjoying it that, that much. really hits hard at like two three four whatever but yeah all right that's interesting um is all that shit on hulu or where's it all right on now? hulu and i know i know i know people love to call me out on instagram and that's fine. I love when you guys do, but I'm for sure getting called out. People are gonna be like, "No way! Always sunny for life." They are fanboys. Hard. Is the best I'm thinking show of ever. our friend Eli. He might. We're say gonna something. get a couple of those, but yeah, literally, yeah, we I'm not. That. I'm not saying it's not good. I like Always Sunny a lot, but I think I like Workaholics. Okay. All right. That's a that's a hot wreck, man. Because that's just sitting there for everybody. It is. All right. Here we go. Hot wrecks. Tomorrow war. Oh God. Um. All right. So this was a. I think what they consider to be a big movie was this on Paramount Plus. I think, or was it Amazon? Amazon, Amazon okay. Prime, yeah. This is what Chris Pratt is doing at this point in his life between, I guess, Jurassic Park movies is he's doing what is essentially straight to DVD sci-fi movies, um, sci-fi action. I was like pretty surprised how bad this was through about 30 minutes. 
And then I'm kind of glad that I watched another 10 because at about the 40 minute mark, you finally see these like creatures that, you know, there's this big tomorrow war and they've figured out a time machine to go back in time, but it's very limited. So they can't just change anything. And they get, grab soldiers, bring them to the future to fight. Oh, and yeah, so, I, did, like, I did get to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what the whole premise of the show. I don't know. I didn't even finish it. I'm going to, I think, which is crazy because it wasn't very good. But the creature design was kind of awesome. So, Ryan, yeah. I think you stopped right before then. Give it another 20 minutes. They're very scary. They're very powerful. It's pretty cool. Um, so definitely stick with it. What I'll probably do is finish it, and then next week we'll have a quick check-in and be like, steamer or streamer almost, like to just avoid this thing. I think that's where it's headed. <laughs> I mean, it it's is. Like, I was a betting man. It is. But it's like, what's up with Chris Pratt? Is this what he does now? I mean, I know that like, you know, when we've done deep dives, there were always, for Tom Cruise, for Brad Pitt, some misses, right? But I feel like this is supposed to be that period for Chris Pratt where he's not missing, where he's like making giant blockbuster after giant blockbuster guardians, you know, even consider the Jurassic Park movies successes. They make money financially. yeah. And then he's, you know, he's doing stuff like this in the mix. And I don't know, he's not good in it and he has nothing to work with. It's not a good or well-written movie. So it's probably a skip. Although the, I mean, my standards are really low. You guys like I'll watch just especially trash. in the summer, dude. I know in the summertime. So anything I'm going to watch yeah. the rest of this. <laughs> the tomorrow war might be happening tomorrow, my friend. All right. And finally, what about no sudden moves? Okay. Steven Soderbergh has done amazing movies and weird movies and bad big movies, time director, though. but good movies. This is <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and list off some cast members to this movie because while you do that, let me just this came out on HBO Max. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, premiered I'll... on HBO Max. OK, so it's a, it's a big movie would be a theater movie. This is going to be part of that for the remainder of the year. It's going to be released in theaters, but yep. then also straight to HBO Max the day of. OK, who's in this? Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm. Brendan Fraser, Julia Fox, Kieran Culkin, uh, Amy Simmons, who I have seen in other things, um, and a few other people that are sort of low-level players. But there's a cameo. I don't want to ruin it. Um, it's not really listed on the IMDb credits. So is it Matt Damon? Yeah. Okay. So you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I just guessed because he always works with Soderbergh. So it's, it's Matt Damon. Okay. Well, that's not a huge surprise, but that's awesome. So so there's like. Um, I, it's kind of hard to describe the plot. So this is set in, I want to say, like 50s, 60s-ish. Okay. Um, it looked like the last season of Fargo to me. I mean, Eric, this is going to give Don you... Don Cheadle instead of Chris Rock. But. Eric, this this movie would give you like um, gangster, you know, mafia type vibes um, at certain times. But also, it's very grounded in the in the main characters, who are Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro. Okay. Um, it's a little hard to follow. Um the Rotten Tomato scores are kind of mixed. Like critics loved it. It's at like a ninety. Oh I wow! Think. Okay. Um, audience score is a little bit lower at like a 60, 61. All right. Um, I feel like this movie needs to be watched more than once. Oh really? There are a lot of threads. There are a lot of things going on, and it's very difficult to follow because there are so many. And you and this isn't really a spoiler because you find out in the first ten minutes. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of chefs in the kitchen there's a lot of hands in the honey pot and trying to keep Do you track have a of third metaphor you could use for that um <laughs> all right you no, used them both. i don't those are the only ones i got but like you it's it's kind of tough to follow yeah it's a soft wreck for me because it is well acted and well done and like the action scenes are pretty decent and there's a lot of like tension that is built up very well throughout the film but 
it like I said, it's just a little tough to follow at times. Which I I don't I do get annoyed when like the director is clearly trying to show you a big moment and you're like, I guess I'm a fucking dumbass because this doesn't I don't even know what's happening in this big, you know, pivotal climactic moment. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. You know, so I don't want to feel like too much of a dumbass. Maybe I'll just watch it and try to watch it carefully. And if if that's too taxing on me, I'll quit. But the hard part is they refer to a lot of the characters by their last name. And so you're constantly like, oh, who was that? What was, oh, what was his last name? And, and, you know, and eventually like you're like, fuck it, pull up IMDb and then you can figure out who's who. But at the same time, like they didn't make that as transparent as they needed to be right so that you remember like okay this is so and so and this is so and so and but overall i think it's a pretty good film it's it's pretty fun it's enjoyable i don't think it was that long um not a lot of slow moments like the pacing was good like it it kept the story flowing and it felt like everything happened within like a day or two okay like pretty solid all right well um for me that's a good wreck like i'm into it it'll be better than the tomorrow war that's for sure yes I, i can tell that already I think we could make a film better than the tomorrow. We're just the three of us. Well, we could write it. Well, we have the river. The we got the river of God set and ready to go. Well, that's just we're shopping that. Yeah. All right, guys. Maybe we get Pratt and J Law back together <laughs> for the river of God, and we springboard his career. Pratt into would a... be desperate to do something interesting. Let's go. All right, guys. Here we go. All right, guys. It's time for the summer of Star Wars. With this just banger song. What is this? This. Oh, by the way, our friend uh, Jordan Alamat well, from well, the radio. Well, well, okay. Well, I'm going to tell that story. Okay, right you, now. Please do. So the reason I'm playing this song is because Jordan Alamat, 93X, friend of the pod, told us when we were talking about the song last week that I was like, you know like it's in the end of like every star wars song he was like that's luke's theme and i was like thank you he is like literally the expert of star wars yeah we we love him he's been listening along hi jordan if you're listening um and he's gonna come on to hang with us for last jedi because i think he is like a big last jedi stan and we might try to rip it, and I think he needs to be here to defend it. So um, I we're would look, be, all looking forward to that. I can't wait. I would be interested in hearing the defenses of The Last Jedi. I think the sequels in general, which is interesting because he knows, he just knows the whole story like we're getting to know it through this rewatch, which has been incredible. Changed my opinion on multiple movies already, and well, this week's is no exception. <laughs> all right, so this guy, Jordan, you know, friend of the pod, one of the best follows on social media. Go check out his uh, breakdown of all Pokemon. This is literally the funniest thing on Twitter. Um, but he told us it was Luke Skywalker's name. So then I was like, all right, sweet. So I instantly went on to my uh, Spotify. I looked up Luke Skywalker theme, and that's what came up. That's the music that played in The Mandalorian when Luke Skywalker showed up. In Beautiful. Cool. And that's literally the only one I could find. I still couldn't find that one. I'm not saying that Jordan is wrong. I'm sure he's yeah. totally right, but I, I couldn't find it. It was um, probably called something like, Something, 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 and then like in parentheses, parentheses, yeah. Luke's theme. But like, right? let's be serious. Like, that's a sick song too. It's a great song. It's a really sweet song. I'm gonna play it more often. All right, guys. So here we go. We are into Solo. I don't know what the rest of the title is. Solo. A Star Wars story. Colon. Emphasis on that. Uh, a Star Wars story. Okay, I want to get rid of the Star Wars story thing in general. They um, did. Don't worry. But I uh, just the whole project yeah. in and of itself. Let's dive right into this movie. So it starts out with like some kind of like heist scene where he's trying to collect. I don't even know what he was trying to get. Yeah. 
whatever. He's trying to I get mean, something and some, like crystallized it fuel. Was really, really cheesy. That's what I remember. Yeah, he's trying to it. get this, and he. Hey, hey, hold on a second. Don't bring the negative energy right it's out. It's coming of... in hot. That's I know, what but my just, whole... just just, okay. just dial it back a all little right, bit. Right, okay. Let's you know. So he starts <laughs> it was with that brilliant nuance. <laughs> well, you don't refined. have to do that, but don't just be like, "Yeah, it was fucking stupid." Right yeah. out of the gate, <laughs> we, we we get uh, we get our first glimpses of who we believe to be his uh, love interest, um, Kira. Daenerys. Yeah. Right, Daenerys. Uh, right, Amelia right, Clark. Amelia Clark, right from uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, he loses whatever, or he steals um, the coil, coil stuff. Coaxium. 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 Oh, my God. How many times did they say coaxium in this movie? And then 55. I, and then I still, didn't, I still didn't remember it. That's a problem. Yep. So, coaxium. He steals the coaxium um, and claims he doesn't have it. He says this is enough to get them off of this planet. You can tell that they're in some kind of, of you know, life of... Like indentured servitude, yeah. if that is a thing. And sure. he has to go see, like, this giant worm person. That was kind of stupid. I wasn't Lady Proxima? Yeah, that was okay. that was pretty bad. Yep. So yeah, anyways, that was all bad. He goes in there. He throws a rock through this thing straight out of uh, um, Underworld. You know, the sun comes flying in, scorches people's skin. They run. They get into, like, kind of a cool speeder chase. I thought the speeder was fun. I, was I thought kinda, it looked cool. I thought it looked cool. That part was nice. They get in the speeder chase. They're trying to get out of town. They get to what is essentially like a train depot. Like Ellis Island, but to get off the planet. Yeah. Kind of. They get there, and then I thought they did a good job in that moment in like making it seem like this was a really tense situation. And then instantly, um, or at the last second, as, as they get through, they make this deal, um, Kira gets grabbed. He makes it through. She doesn't. Right. I, at that point, was kind of like, all right, this is kind of sweet so far. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was okay with it. I was already sort of like, all right, I can see what, I can't, An- An- no, it's not Ansel Eggler, what's the guy's name, the, the main actor, I can't oh, remember. Oh, he's probably not been in anything else. No, he hasn't been in much. So he was definitely trying to do an impression of a young Harrison Ford. And we've watched a lot of young Harrison Ford in our rewatches. He was trying to pull off the young indie um I don't think it worked. I don't think he did a good job. I I know it's got to be very hard, and I don't even blame him. Like, he looked cool. He looked right. He just didn't sound right. His voice was so more nasally and just weird the whole time. So I was just, it was a little bit of a bad start for me just being like, dude, this guy's like trying so hard to be charismatic. It's just not working. Well, and then let's flash back to when we were first talking about this movie going into like Mm post-production. And we kept hearing rumors of like reshoots. And obviously the whole issue with like Lord and Miller, Lord Miller being fired. Yeah. And then they brought Chris in Lord and Phil Miller. They brought in Ron Howard to finish it or something like that. I think that was uh, who ended up doing it. Yeah. And then you heard like, well, they got to bring him back for reshoots because it just wasn't good enough. So like the production of him as the character of Solo did not like come off well. Was very troubled. Yeah. Yeah. So he, to escape a bad situation and eventually to become a pilot, he decides he's going to join the Empire uh, military. Uh, and in there, he wants to be a pilot. We find out he got kicked out. He's now boots on the ground in just a brutal fight. Um, his captain, his general or whatever, dies right in front of him. He starts following... Um, who's our, our bald friend? So Woody Harrelson was in Woody it. Harrelson. And then I guess his name was like Beckett or Bennett. Yeah, yeah Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. I mean... He starts following him and then he quickly is like, hey, 
um, you're not really in the military because there's bullet or laser holes through that whole thing and you're not dead. So either you healed really fast or you took that off of a dead guy. So he kind of finds out that these guys are, uh, you know, not part of the military. They have their own things. He wants in on that. He wants part of it. He obviously has no loyalty and doesn't care at all about the, the, empire. the empire. Right. Which is... He's actually kind of against the empire. Right. I thought this part was fine. It was kind of fun. Um, he ends up getting captured because Beckett turns on him right there and he has to go fight the monster. He has to be fed to the monster. Did you like that the monster was Chewbacca and did you like how that scene went? I did. I thought Chewie looked really cool. Um, all kind of wet and muddy without his stuff on. He really did seem like a big monster. Although the logistics of it are a little weird. Like, was Chewie actually fighting and eating men to stay alive in there? That seems like out of character and weird. Um, and how did he fall so far? Which they did a little bit of explaining later that all the, the Chewies were enslaved by the Empire. The Wookiees. The, yeah, the Wookiees were, thank <laughs> you, were enslaved um, and like, you know, driven off of Kashyyyk and then later we see some of that. So I we- thought it was weird right away and then got a little better because he was like a major general. I mean, he was up there doing big time strategy stuff. He said stuff. goodbye to Yoda in the last movie. Right, exactly. Like he was, he was buddies like, with Yoda. thank you, Chewbacca. Like at the end. That's what he said. Right. Just, yes. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed Did it. Did you just play the clip or was that oh that was you oh my god it's amazing um so i was okay with chewie's intro i was okay with it well i think they escaped together that was fine if you think back to like the attack of the clones the only reason yoda was escaping is because the empire and the and the clones were winning like they were destroying them right and so that's the only reason he left yeah because of order 66 and they were getting slaughtered so like chewie ending up in the hands of the empire but it's just a little weird like the story is incomplete because the Wookiees were fighting with the Republic. They were fighting on the side of the clones. The clones decide to kill the Jedi. Okay, do do most Wookiees give a fuck about that? Or are they still going to... They, did they care so much about the Jedi that they all turned on the Republic and got enslaved? Well, the, the, It seems a little weird. The Wookiees were on the side of the Jedi, so immediately yeah. once Order 66 is executed... No, they were, the, they were on the side of the Republic. No. Yeah, they were. I mean, but they, they were, were fighting with and for the Jedi, so I would imagine that like and anyone... And the clones that, and the whole army, but I'm, I mean... I'm, will you just let me finish? Well, I mean, maybe. I'm, I'm guessing... <laughs> What, that, what happened was is that once they saw people were killing Jedi, then they probably started to try and kill the clones. Yeah, that seems weird. It seems like they'd be like, well, the Jedi must have done some weird-ass shit, dude, like everybody else believed. Yeah. So, Anyways, I was okay with it. I liked it. So then they all get picked up, and we meet this crew, right? So we got, what, Fanny Newton, who was totally wasted in it. Like, Four, she was in it for, like, yeah. three minutes. Four-armed, not funny. John Favreau. It was John Favreau? Wasn't that John no, Favreau? I don't think so. I don't know who the voice is. If somebody wants to look it up, I'd be curious because I thought right he now. did a bad job. Like, I, didn't I hope think, it wasn't John Favreau. I didn't think it was... Fu- that was like... I didn't think that character was funny. And I really didn't think that the droid... This is like whoa, the whoa, first whoa, time whoa, that whoa, whoa, whoa. we're let's, getting too fast. All right. All right. We'll get into it. So Keep going. we go through this whole thing. They go through this big heist. Um, they... I don't know. It was a cool train scene. It was like a cool train heist. I kind of liked it, to be honest with you. Like, I think I liked it more this time than the first time or two that I saw it. Um, it was like a twisting train up the mountains. It was Rio a cool Durant. Set piece. Rio Durant was played by John Favreau. Wow, John, come on, man. Okay, well they didn't write very good Jeez. stuff for him. I don't know what to tell you about. So yeah, the train scene's pretty cool. Um, obviously, doesn't go well. These like pirates, marauders, marauders yeah. come and Enthus show up, nest. trying to steal the the quaxium in this big train. They pretty much blow up an entire mountain uh, on this planet doing this, and then they have to go back to Crimson Dawn to tell them that they didn't get the coaxium that they had promised them so now they owe um what was that guy's name dryden voss oh he was great 
Paul Bettany. Yeah. I was okay with him. Dryden Voss was great. Paul Bettany is an awesome actor. So he is possibly the love interest of uh, Kira. We're not really sure. He kind of makes it seem that way. Kira makes it seem like it isn't that way. Um, well, she's definitely his captive, yes. if you will. Yeah. Like, but also but pretty like, willing lieutenant, yeah. too. Very so. true. But she's not free to leave. Yeah. Not free to leave, but, but doesn't want to. But capable and has a lot of opportunity because of her position. Yeah. Um, and they pretty much have to make a deal to save their life that they are going to go get raw quaxium from this one planet, and then they're going to... Um, impossibly take it to another planet to get it stable process refined yeah and so that's their plan it's an impossible plan but it's the only thing that they can get them to agree to save their life she ends up going with to um make sure that the process goes well and they say they need a fast ship she brings them to lando calrissian now i love donald glover i love atlanta i love childish gambino i thought he was trash as lando (laughs) And I thought it was one of the more successful characters. Like, if we were going to do the thing where we rank character success, maybe for you, Dryden Voss is right near the top. He is. And then maybe for you, you know, Han Solo's near the bottom. I don't really know. But I thought that at least Lando was, like, pretty solid, stayed with his character, was entertaining, some of the more entertaining parts. I didn't hate hate him as it. He looked great. It's just, he's trying to stand out of a pretty bad movie. But again, he's trying to emulate a role that was done really well by Billy D. Williams. Yeah. And therein lies a massive challenge in trying to play a younger version of a character that is like pretty iconic. I know Billy D. Williams didn't have a big part in yeah. the original trilogy or sorry, <laughs> in episode four through six, but he was still like really good. Like I think he was very captivating yeah. and very believable. And so now he's got to like with a lot more dialogue, got to try to bring that same like charisma and smile and laugh and all of that stuff. And they're like, yeah, you're going to be playing cards with a bunch of aliens. Like what's he supposed to do? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you pull that off successfully, no matter what kind of actor you are. So they play uh you know, some kind of game. They bet ships, a ship that Han doesn't even have, and he loses because, um, well, we find out that uh, he's been, what's his name? Lando, Lando is cheating. cheating. He's yeah. got like a card thing in his sleeve. Um, he's looking for his ship that isn't real, and he runs into Kira, who maybe had some kind of relationship with him in the past, um, but knows him at least well, and she asks for a ship and he asks to be cut into the deal yep so now he's on the team so they get cruising um and they go to this weird planet um to get they claim they want what do they call drugs in star wars spice spice okay they want spice but in reality they wanted the quaxium they have this entire plan to break into the place it goes perfectly and this is a part where you get a lot of i don't even remember what the robot's name was but it was like lando's robot played by phoebe Waller-Bridge. Ugh. l37 or something like that or what was it yeah i guess i don't really know what they were going for with her like insufferable l3 feminist uh, or something uh, would you agree she's a know. she's a robotist yeah a droidist a droidist it just it just didn't really work it wasn't very funny and I think that the droids work best when they are they're funny or cute. She was she was too human. She yeah. was just like an annoying human person as opposed to like, oh, that's funny they're saying those things because they're a droid and it's not a human. You know what I mean? Like I, well like K2SO, the, who maybe we'll get peak, to, right? Oh. For sure. And then you have this one and is it also bad that like I kept hearing Gwendolyn Christie? Like, yeah, that's her what voice. I thought it was yeah. actually for a while. So, um 
yeah, I don't think any of that worked, and there was a lot of it. I mean, there there was a lot of lines in this movie that were supposed to be funny, and there was actually only one funny line. Do you know what it was? Hmm. It's when Beckett was, like, shooting the blaster thing, the big cannon, and he's like, we lost our cannon, and he's like, God, it really hurt my thumbs. Like, that was, <laughs> that actually made me laugh out loud. Otherwise, just, it wasn't a funny movie. Just none of it was actually funny, and they tried so many times. So they get in, they start getting the raw coaxium, which is a very dangerous thing. And the robot dies in the process as they're escaping. They free the Wookiees. They have all, they free all of the robots and everyone starts fighting back. They get into a huge shootout and Lando is injured, but he goes back and saves the robot that I already forgot. Yeah. And then they upload the robot into the ship. So now the robot is part of the ship, and that's whatever. We're supposed to just assume that the Millennium Falcon has actually been this person the whole time, I guess. I don't know. So I guess what I liked about this, I don't know if I loved the whole thing with, like, the big monster and the sinkhole oh, thing. and So bad. I don't know if I liked the any of it. The giant space monster was so over the top and yeah. stupid. So I, you mean, I, you're talking about the Kessel Run. Yeah, the Kessel yeah. Run. It was, like, it was okay. But the only thing I think that they were going for was how many times was that referenced in the original er, movie in the original movie one time ever that's it and so they took one line because okay. there wasn't a lot of of han solo in his backstory he was mysterious he says one time yeah. the ship made, made the, the kessel ca- run yeah, yeah in less 12, than 12 parsecs, parsecs yeah. or whatever so they just were like well let's try to make a movie where that happens and then they also tried to make a movie where he gets his blaster okay so beckett he, he yeah. takes apart a rifle and makes a handgun out of it that's cool. Whatever. He gets his, like, outfit. He gets his dice. He gets his chewy. He gets, like, he, he at the end, he's going to see um, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba. Yeah. So they just, and, like, some of the, the worst parts about it was, like, the dialogue where he'll be, like, talking to Chewbacca, and they're like, so anyways, what's your name, big guy? And then they, he'd be like, well, yeah. that's too long. Let's call you Chewy. And yeah. then they, like, cut. I'm like, Oh, you speak Kashyyyk? Cringe balls. How did you speak Kashyyyk? That's I, I know. Weird. Well, whatever. They kind of explain. I speak a little. Um, it was just sort of like this big, like, fan service. Let's see how many references we can get. Uh, Dude, and, I guarantee. Flesh out every single piece of his backstory. Anything iconic about him that people liked that was, like, from one three-second scene that people thought was cool in the the original trilogy they had to make like a seven-minute deal about. I think you nailed this because I guarantee there is a whiteboard in someone's office that was like vest, (laughs) blaster, 100%. Chewy. Millennium uh, Falcon. Dice. Lando. And Millennium Falcon. And and they had a card game because that was all mentioned in episode four through six. Yep. So then they were just like, all right, how do we connect these dots? Yeah. And then they're we like, got an hour and a half to do this boys. Let's, it's let's almost get like, it all in there. It's almost like it was a video game where he's going through this linearly. Cause you know, he's not going to die. Right. And he's just picking up these like iconic emblems yeah. like along the way. Right? right. Okay. You got the like chewy card. Yeah. yeah right. You know, yeah. and like along that you go these powers. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, it was definitely, like you said, some fan service can be good. Yeah. Um, this, uh, I thought was enjoyable and fun and didn't take it. I didn't take it too seriously. Um, I knew what I was getting into when I was watching it. So I wasn't like watching with an overly critical eye, but hearing it like in the sense of like, he's just picking up all of these things that everyone remembers from four through six, just on this like bland kind of journey. 
kind of knocks it down a little bit. And the other stuff that was important to the plot that we didn't even get into. Like, there was the whole, like, Rebels people that was literally the exact same plot line from Winter Soldier with the same, like, young mixed-race woman doing the exact same role. Yeah, Emphis Nest. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I that just, was silly. I should just tell you when I have jokes coming up. Okay. Yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> Why don't, do you want to say it? Well, anyways? we're not even there. Well, so I he know makes, we were going to keep going. He makes the run. They get back and they have to refine all of this stuff. Well, the end of it is so good. I think that end is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Act three is the best. So no. they get to they get to this planet where they're supposed to um, process it. And then my joke, which is now in the shitter. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say then <laughs> Carly Morgenthau and the Flag Smashers show up. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Literally the exact same character doing the exact same thing, wearing the for exact the same, same mask reasons. for the exact same cause. Literally the same thing. Yeah. Um, shows up and literally Han is instantly like, yeah, we should just do that. Yeah. Which seemed a little out of character for him. because What character? Because Han is supposed to be like a survivalist who isn't necessarily about what's doing right, but what's about what's going to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. And this was completely out of, of that character. And like, I think the, the reason people like Han is because one, Harrison Ford, especially young Harrison Ford, Ford is just electric piping yeah. hot yeah. like dude is <laughs> <laughs> well we went with more of the charisma angle but yes he's both no he just is like i mean he's, he's just, everything he's like 90s brad pitt like just everyone in the world is just like yeah he's just great looking yeah super charismatic everything he d- does on the screen is just perfect and like you're you know the people reason people liked him is because he was like an anti-hero before that was like a cool thing where he was selfish and he was a survivalist and he didn't care about what was doing right. He just did what was right. He got his him. reward and he was yeah. bailing. Yeah. Like, I'm out of here. I'm not fighting the Empire. What are you guys? Are yeah, you guys I just nuts? feel like they yeah. sort of started his like hero's arc yeah. too early. Yeah, I like, think why so. was he, you know, this kind of hero in this movie when he was introduced as total slime ball in the in the, you know, tr- pre or whatever, original trilogy. And they kept making it be like he was like if I, that's that's him that's what he'll do he always does that he always does the right thing and i was kind of like does he so like that was you know why of- they tried to combat that at the very end so do you remember like the whole han shot first thing where he blasted greedo in the original movies yeah, yeah. and then when they refinished them up they had like they added like an errant laser blast from greedo so that it wasn't han shot first okay so here they were so on the head with it where he just shoots beckett down yeah and then of course beckett even drops. then and i'm like well that was while it was absolute fan service, it was a pretty bold moment. And then he goes over to dying Beckett and Beckett goes, that wasn't actually bad because I for sure was going to kill you. So uh, don't feel bad. Takes the edge off the entire moment as hard as they possibly could. That bothered me too. Um, So in this moment though, um, you have this big standoff where you think that he's given the coaxium away. He's giving this empty coaxium to uh, the guy that I will continue. Dryden Voss. And... Everyone's kind of in on it, and Dryden Voss instantly is not trusting them. He says, "Open it up, show it to me, let me hold it." And then he's like, "I can't believe how real you made it look. I can't believe it. it almost looks like the real thing." And then he's like, "I also have someone." And we thought that Beckett had left, but in reality, Beckett had sold them out. He was was there um, and had told them him the entire plan. And Voss is now ready to kill everyone um, with a knife. Yeah, with his like. <laughs> lightsaber knife thing kind of but the third act you guys uh (laughs) so in this um he gets into a huge fight with kira and han which i liked i thought it was pretty cool i was like 
why is he he knows Dryden Voss is across the room walking with knives and he's gonna hide down with his blaster and wait till he gets right next to him <laughs> to pop out and try to shoot him from one foot away the whole thing made no sense I'm sorry so they fight and then Kira kills Voss in pretty brutal fashion yeah they have their little moments they realize that he had the quaxium there the entire time that um you know Voss's guys have now been captured and defeated and he can give them the quaxium gets a little bit to like pretty much start up his career and then um she is like hey i'm right behind you and then she turns her building into a spaceship calls darth maul and he's pretty much like yeah you're my number two now let's let's meet up let's i thought do that this. was okay yeah i like that i thought that was cool and also um she desperately wants a disney plus show as kira she keeps bringing it up mm-hmm. i give me kira and darth maul i'm i'd be excited about that yeah maybe like they don't have to be the, the show doesn't have to be called that, but like right. I want to see those characters in one of these shows. Maybe it's Obi Wan, like whatever it is. Like that I'd like to sense. see her character again. She just doesn't have to be a huge part it's, of well, it. Well, that's the thing. So they did all the time, right, to to try to set up what could be sort of a sequel. Um, and we, you never got it just because it just was, in fact, this canceled the entire Star Wars stories thing they were going to do, um, which is a shame because we, I mean, we got one that was just incredible and one that was trash. Well, let's get some more. And they seem to have moved that entire plan over to Disney plus. So the the plan was you were going to get a a canon movie, yeah, an episode, and then you were going to get a Star Wars story, which both were canon, of course, but you know, I mean, like one is, In a, you know, a, uh, in a series and one is a one-off, whatever, sure. back and forth. And then, um, yeah, this yeah. this ended that yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, it did. Han, um, Han wins the um, Millennium Falcon at the end Yep, from Lando, who couldn't cheat ending. this time. And he's off to uh, start being the hero. Smuggler. Absolute hero, always making the right choice um, person that he would always be. All right. My last note I'd have is another card game wins this movie fucking end. Yeah. I just... The second card I had a game lot of was... problems with this movie. I thought it was totally contrived and so what's your poorly score? acted. Um, for me, this is my least favorite Star Wars movie so far. I guess. Oh, oh worse than Phantom Menace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. I think Phantom Menace had redeeming stuff. This didn't have much of anything. Uh, I think this movie is a twenty-seven. <laughs> I know. And I liked it. I had been like, well, it's okay. It's fun. Like, I remember thinking it was fine. Watching it with any kind of a critical eye where I'm like analyzing these movies, there was nothing that I thought that they did a really good job with and a lot of stuff that I thought they just fucked up bad. I thought this was my second favorite of the four we've seen so far. Okay. What an, I, that's such an interesting dichotomy. I'm going yeah. three, this one being four, two, one as my order. Sure. And I don't think this was a good movie at all. <laughs> I actually think it was a bad movie, but it was more fun than the other bad movies that we've already watched. Um, I It looked really cool. Um, there were parts that were fun. There were parts that were just atrocious. I think this movie was like a 61. Okay. Man. Are you going to bring it up or I, down? I don't know how you can say it was your second favorite movie and then give it a 61. Well, the you, other two gave, were shit. But when you gave yeah. clones like a 70. Did he? I'm not sure he did. We'd have, have to, we have to go back. Somebody check the tape on that nah, one. Why aren't you keeping <laughs> records? Um, Attack of the Clones was meh. Phantom Menace was fucking bad. Yes. And, I agree. And uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith was real. Yeah. I think I'm with Eric on the rankings. I might put clones. Uh, clones and Solo might be like right there like equally i think clones ended a little bit stronger than solo did but i do like i do like the the way that solo ended um 
Yeah, I'm going to stick with... I'm going to go right in line with Eric. I'll go like 61. Okay. All right. Not 27. No, it's but bad. I But I completely... Like, when you lay it out analytically, I, I honestly can't refute what you're saying. Yeah. I was just struggling to find anything redeeming about it. The It was just... The heist scene was cool. Like, which one? Cool. There was four. And they were all for Quaxium every time. <laughs> I liked Weren't all, they? I think I liked all of them. It I liked was the it. same thing over and over again. I liked the but add a, add you Collect your piece, like Ryan said. <laughs> collect your piece, add, the it in, add it into the, 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 the menu screen, True. and then you move on to the next step. All right, guys. Yeah. We will be back with next week's uh, Summer of Star Wars. Watch it with us. We are going to be watching uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Correct. No. Rogue can't One. wait. I can't wait. This is, in my mind, in my mind, going into it, my favorite Star Wars movie. Okay. It's it, probably mine as well. It was such a captivating movie to watch in theaters. Yeah. And, and it I didn't, think it didn't have, it didn't come with any baggage. It could actually be surprising. I, I just think Han was just shot in the foot from the jump. What could they do with it? They were going to fuck this up. It was a bad idea. And the, the I think the best thing about Rogue One is we thought, how stupid of a movie is this going to be? They're all going to die. Right. And then we watched it and we're like, oh, fuck, that was amazing. I know. They did such a good job. Yeah. I feel like they did all the world building in that one that we wanted in this one where like, I was like, well, at least we get to see sort of early days of the Empire, you know, coming off of the prequels where if you watch them all, you're like, that they built to a pretty realistic Empire. Like, I get how it came to be. I get how it's working and their goals. And then they didn't really do much of it. They had them fight for, for them for a little bit. And you got nothing of how it worked or anything. So, and then oh, we we also get to dust off Eric's favorite Rogue One complaint, What's which that? is that Vader oh, was only in it oh, for ten seconds. He is. Yeah. Luke Skywalker is sweet. the far superior now after his uh, his scene in Mandalorian absolutely pummels Vader's in Rogue One. I love it. I, I mean, know, sure. Vader, one Vader, guy, did, Vader did some pummeling of his own. Yeah, and, one uh, guy was fighting UPS workers, and the other one was fighting the toughest robots we've ever trained seen. Trained to kill Jedi. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have. <laughs> check out Rogue One with us this week. Otherwise, uh, check out our sports cast. Thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast. Yeah.